your glory, dear God. For your glory, dear God. We give you glory, dear God. I take the time to give you glory, dear God. No one else deserves your glory. I give you glory, dear God. Oh, dear God, for what you are doing, what you have done. Dear Heavenly Father, expectation of what's to come for your glory, dear God. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you right now, dear God, for another opportunity, dear God, to break the word to your people. Dear Heavenly Father, not for form, not for fashion, dear God, not for accolades, dear God, but for your glory, dear God, that your people will hear the word, dear God, will be able, dear God, to understand the word, and dear Heavenly Father, and when they walk out, dear God, as they go throughout the week, dear God, and as they go throughout the month, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that you will get the glory for the word that comes forth. Dear Heavenly Father, that you will decrease me, dear God, that you will increase, dear God, Lord, that we will grow, dear God, we will be the vessels you've called us to be. Dear Heavenly Father, help us, dear God. Help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, because some of us got some struggles, dear God, that only you, dear God, can deliver us from. Dear God, but I say thank you, dear God. But Lord, I know that you are a deliverer. I know, dear God, that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. So Lord, I say thank you, dear God, for the word. I thank you, dear God. Oh, dear God, for the thoughts. I thank you, dear God, for what you're dropping in my spirit. Oh, dear God, even as I speak to your people, dear God, have your way, dear God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. We give God glory and honor and praise for the things that he is doing, hallelujah, the things that he's going to do, hallelujah, thank God, because God is a good God, and God is a merciful God, I have something that we need to pass out, everybody needs one, hallelujah, every now and then, everybody needs one. Amen. We thank you. Praise God. Everybody knows that we are in our 21-day fast, and we are reading this book by Stovall Weems, Awakening, A New Approach to Faith, Fasting, and Spiritual Freedom. And I know that it is blessing me. It is blessing me tremendously. Everybody needs um, this little baggie, and we're going to, we're going to have it. At the end of this message, we're going to have a keepsake to help us to remember the purpose and how powerful our prayers can be. This morning, we're going to talk to you about the threefold cord of effective prayer, effective and powerful prayer, the threefold cord. And, you know, when, I, um, when you hear about the threefold cord, most of the time it's people, you know, it's at a wedding, you know, so at a wedding... Um, the pastor sometimes talks about the threefold cord uh, between the husband and the wife and the Lord and God. So in, um, we're going to go on into the word. A threefold cord of effective, effective power for prayer. So we're going to read Ecclesiastes so you'll know where I'm getting that threefold cord from. The threefold cord, Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter. Verse 12 says, and if, if one prevail against him, two
two shall withstand them, and a threefold cord is not easily, not quickly broken. So as I was getting ready to say, usually you hear about the threefold cord when it comes to a man and a woman getting married. The pastor, the pastor or the, the official that is doing the wedding tells them not to allow anything, anybody else to enter into your marriage, but you the husband, you the wife, and always have God as that threefold cord. Well, in this book, Awakening, the, the, the writer talks about this same threefold cord. And in the New Transliving, it talks about a person standing alone can be attacked. When you by yourself, you can be attacked, right? And if you somebody attack you and you by yourself, a lot of times you can be defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. So if you have somebody else and you're with somebody, that's why when you're in college and when, when girls go out and things are happening, you say you don't go out by yourself. You always have somebody else because two can stand back to back. And if you're standing back to back, you got the possibility to conquer whoever may be attacking you. But three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So when you got three and it's banded together as a braid, it can't be easily broken. So when a husband and a wife has God in the middle, God a part of their relationship, it can't be easily broken. That relationship, regardless of what they might go through, can't be easily broken. But if you allow other people to come in and interfere in your marriage, that can, that can cause that braid of that relationship to be broken. And so what we're going to talk about today is a threefold cord for effective prayer. What do we need to make sure that our prayers are effective? Because we're in this fast, and we should be praying. We should be praying, and, and we should be calling on the Lord and seeking him. This writer is, this Mr. Weems is talking about, um, and he uses this scripture as an importance for us being in alignment, in agreement with the assignment that God has. This whole thing is talking about being in alignment and agreement with the assignment that God has on us. And oftentimes people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what God's will is for me. What am I supposed to do to advance the kingdom? What is it that I need to do? We have to pray and ask God to reveal it to us so we will be in a line with his will. We want to be in line. We want to be in tune with what God is telling us. God is speaking. The question is, are we listening to what God is saying? And so we have to be in prayer. We have to be in the word so we can hear. We want to be in alignment, in tune. We want to be in agreement. You get an agreement with wanting to know the word of God. And then you get the assignment that God has for us. And so as we continue in this fast and as we continue this year, we want to work the assignment that God has planted in us because there's a work for each one of us to do. There's a work for each one of us to do. And it's up to us to really seek God and find out. Sometimes people tell you, but does that mean that you receive it like you really want to? But if God comes and he tells you, this is what I want you to do, then it's, it's up to us to go ahead on and do it. 
So we're going to talk about the threefold cord of effective and powerful prayer. So we're looking at James, and we're looking at James, and James says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So as the people of God, it talks about in the earlier scriptures, um, are, you, are you sick? You know, if you're sick, you're supposed to go to the elders. Are you going through this? You're supposed to seek prayer. We Sometimes our bodies are not well. We don't tell one another. We don't share, you know. And I'm not saying that you got to share it with everybody. But somebody, somebody can get a prayer through. Somebody that you think has a, a, a powerful prayer life. Sometimes we've got to, you know, share some things. And I'm not sharing this with you because I want you to tell everybody. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to go into prayer and be in prayer with me as I'm going through. Be in prayer with me as I'm dealing with this health problem. Be in prayer with me as I'm dealing with these decisions that I need to make. I'm trying to find out. I want the Lord to speak to me and show me what it is that God would have me to do. And I'm, and I'm not hearing them. Can you be in prayer with me? This is letting us know. Confess your faults. Sometimes we need to talk about where we are in the Lord. Where our struggles are. Why? Because if we don't confess our faults one to another, then we think that everybody is living this holy life. But we're not. We're not, we're not always doing everything that God would have us to do. We're not always being obedient to what God is telling us, to what he's saying in his word. But when we come into the house of God and we put on the, 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 um, we put on this falsity that we got it all in control, you make people think that something's wrong with me. But there's nothing wrong with people when they struggle because we all got to struggle. And so we have to realize that when we struggle, then somebody need to be praying for that struggle. This is my struggle. I want you to pray and help me confessing our faults one to another and praying for one another. When you know when the spirits show you things, sometimes the spirits show us things about one another. And it's not for us to talk. It's not for us to go and say, well, the spirit that showed me this about sister this or brother that. It's for us to go in prayer because somebody needs to be praying for this situation that you may be healed. So we got to pray for one another that ye may be healed. Healing is in his wings. There is healing. We know that God is able to heal our bodies. It doesn't make a difference what the doctor is saying. God is able to heal. And we've got to know the power that our God has in healing our bodies. The effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. So we're going to start talking about this effectual, fervent prayer. God, I want everybody to remember that in Psalms 37, verse 23, it tells us God wants us to talk to him. Are we talking to him? Are we laying stuff out on the line to God? This is, this is what I'm going through, Lord. This is my struggle. This is what's getting on my nerves. This is what's bothering me. You go ahead on and let the Lord know what is bothering you. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. He delights in us talking to him. This is my struggle. I'm, I'm, I'm asking somebody to help me, but, Lord, I'm coming to you, too, because you know this is my struggle. 
This is my stronghold. We talked in Sunday school about yokes. This is the yoke of bondage that's holding me down. This is, this is what the chain that has me bound. What chains are binding us, keeping us from being the vessels that God would have us to be? So as we learn about these, um, these practices or these components that is needed to make this threefold cord, we're going to find that we can go to God. So in your little baggie, you have a key ring, you have a red string, a white string, and a green string, and a black rubber band. And so we're going to talk about the first chord. The first chord, the first chord, we're going to look at John 15, verses 7, and Hebrews 4, 1, and verse 12. So we're going to look at the effective, the, the effective prayer. That's going to be green. You're going to use the green string as your effective prayer. And so from your green string, I want you to take and put it, make it half. And then take your green string and make a little loop and put it on the keychain. Because our first part to this prayer cord is going to be this green string. Our green string. So you want to know one that effective prayer is not based on our own authority. We don't have no authority. We don't have any authority. But the authority is in the word of God. Let's look at the word. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done. That's John 15, 7. We got to get in the word to know that if we stay with him, we don't stop getting in the word. And let the word abide in us. Let the word penetrate our heart. Let the word penetrate our mind. We've got to allow that to happen. And it shall be done. Satan is going to come and tell us that it's not going to be done. But we got to look at this green string. And know that if I abide in the word. And I know that the word abides in me. I can ask and it shall be done. That's the word of God. That's the promise. We got to know the promises that's in the word and live on the promises. We want effective prayer. We want prayer that is going to be uh, powerful. Knowing what the word of God says about your situation. If you're going through finances problems, know what the word of God says about your finances. If you got healing that you need, know what the word of God is saying about your healing. If you need a breakthrough in a situation, Know what the word of God is saying about that breakthrough. Renew your mind with the word of God. When we, sometimes I start to read the word, it takes me a little minute to get into it. Because first, my flesh want to do other stuff. My flesh want to do other stuff. I want to watch a little TV. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. But when I get into the word, it's so good to me that I find that I'm spending over an hour when I only intended to spend 15 or 20 minutes. But it gets good to you because I'm letting the word renew my mind. The word of God is living. What do we got here? For the word of God is quick and powerful. 
sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the divided sunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and the marrows, and the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. We, when your, the word of God already know your heart. God already knows your heart. But we got to get the word of God in us so our hearts can be changed, so our minds can be changed, so we can know that it don't make a difference what our eyes see. The word of God is telling me this about my situation. So this is what I'm putting in my mind because my, the word is powerful. The word is, um, so it's powerful. It's living. Prayer is an instrument of life and therefore has the power to produce life in any situation. What you think is dead, the word of God will bring back to life. Relationships that people are losing when, when, when you see siblings, when you see siblings and they don't get along with each other. Pray the word of God that there will be a renewing of minds that we can get together and we can come back together when, because he does not desire for families to break apart. He wants families to draw closer to one another because there's going to be times when sisters is going to need sisters. I can't be mad at my sister. There's time that I need my sister. I can't get mad at my brother because there's times that I need my brother. I can't get mad even though sometimes the children might upset me, but there's times that I need my children. So we've got to go to the word of God to help us to bring life in situations that seem to be dead. He can bring, the word of God can bring life to it. Use the word to fight your battles. The word of God is what we use to fight. The word of God is what we need instead of fighting with our words. Instead of cussing one another out, we need to learn to fight with the word of God, to align our needs with the word of God. What is it that you need? And let's beyond go beyond what we need, what you want. What do you want? What do you want God to do for you? Align your desires with the word of God. The word of God gives you bold prayers that can carry, that carry power and authority. It is not the words that we pray. It is the power in the word of God that makes the prayer powerful. So when we go and we get the word and we use the word, that gives us the ability to have the prayers that we need. The word is a mirror that reflects light and truth. It's a mirror for us to look at ourselves. Sometimes we desire some things that is not in God's will. But when you are in the word, what will happen? It will take the desire from you. That's not for me. It's not for me. In the word, we put God first. When we don't pray according to the will and the word of God, our prayers will lack direction, confidence, and power. When we make up in our mind that we're going to use the word of God, that we're going to have this effective prayer, we're going to use the word. It's going to give us direction. The word of God is going to give us the confidence that we need, that what I'm praying is going to come to pass. It don't look like it. It don't seem like it, but it's going to come to pass. When is it going to come to pass? I'm not worried about that because I'm praying and I'm believing. I got confidence that God's word don't lie. God's word does not lie, and it gives us power. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Because I'm going to continue to believe that God is going to work things out 
for me. So effective prayer. When you look at green, we want effective prayer. Our next chord is going to be fervent, which is the white chord or the white string. So we're going to take the white string and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to put it together. All right. Do your loop and pull that white string together. So our next chord is white. Fervent prayer, coming from Matthew, the seventh chapter, seven and eight, says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. First Kings talks about, in First Kings chapter 17, verse 22, the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again and was revived. If you go to second, if you go to Kings, first Kings, it talks about this woman and, and how Elijah um, blessed this woman, so this woman helped him and gave him the place to stay. They made a room for him, a place for him to go whenever he whatever he traveled in that way. And then he told the woman that she was going to have a baby, and then the child died. And so she came, and how he laid on the child, but he prayed so fervently. He prayed so powerfully. He prayed with such passion that the Lord answered his prayer, and that child turned the life of that child returned. He returned that child back to his mother. Fervency speaks of our level of intensity, our level of passion, persistence when we pray. How passionate are you when you're praying to God? How persistent are you when you're praying to God? How intense is your prayer when you're praying to God? Are we praying timidly, like we got a little God? Or are you praying with some power? Are you using your voice? Are you using the word of God and saying, I know that my redeemer, I know that God is able. I know that I'm not going to be the lender. I'm going to be the lender, not the borrower. I'm going to be above and not the beneath. I know that my debts are going to be demolished. I know that if I give, it's going to be given unto me good measure. That's what your word says. How powerful are we praying? How, where is our passion when we pray? When we passionate, we can be passionate about everything. We can be passionate about the basketball game. We can be passionate about things that we talk about. You look at people on TikTok and, and on Facebook, they're passionate about whatever foolishness they want to talk about. But when it comes to the Lord, we have no passion. We have no intensity. We serve a God that is able to do all things, and, and yet what do we do? We act like we serve a weak God. We don't have a weak God, so our voices shouldn't be weak. Our voices should be strong because we serve a powerful God. God could bring, God brought that boy back to life. When we talk about a fervent prayer, it's about the passion. It's about our zeal, our excitement. When we talk to people, do we have an excitement about what God is doing in our life? God is blessing. God is keeping. 
God is making ways out of no way to where we can make people know what I want to know. This God that, that you serve, he wants to be glorified in us. Seek the kingdom of God and, 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 the, what, and the, his desires and the things. Seek his kingdom. Tell people, if you seek him, you'll find him. If you knock on the door, he's going to answer you. Spiritual hunger. We got to have a spiritual hunger to know who he is. A fire, a fire on the inside that cannot be quenched. A fire about what we're doing. Waiting on God while he is preparing and stretching us. When, while we're on this fast, he's preparing us. He's stretching us. He's expanding us. He's strengthening us to, to, to do to, for the, the prayers that we're praying, for the breakthrough that we need to prepare us. He's trying to prepare us for some great and mighty things. Remain, remain confident that God hears your prayer. He loves you, and he wants the best for you. Do you know that God loves you? Are we telling people God loves you? God loves you in spite of your mess. God loves you. Hallelujah. In, in this book it says, many times we can lose our passion in prayer or stop praying for certain things altogether because we lose heart. Hers as the Lord says, sometimes I get tired and, and then I'm ready to give up. But just when you're ready to give up, God send a blessing. Don't give up. Don't give up because God is there. God invites us to keep whatever it is that you have and keep it performed. Keep it performed. Keep the word performed. Keep the word before yourself and invite him. Trust him. We got to learn to trust God. Trust that his answer is going to come to pass. Praying the word of God carries the authority and the power that we need. They are effective and if your passion is to glorify God, then your prayer is fervent. Glorify him. When he answers your prayer, give him the glory. When somebody say, you look good to God, be the glory. When somebody say, God has brought you a long way, yes, I give him the glory. I give him the honor. And I give him the praise. Because he's worthy. He's worthy. Now, our third chord is the chord of righteousness, which is righteousness stands for the blood. And it had, if it hadn't been for the blood of Jesus, where would we be? Red, that's right. Hallelujah for the blood. So our third chord is righteousness. So we are effectual, we are fervent, and the last part of the chord is going to be righteous. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, Romans 3.24. We shall lay, who shall lay anything to the charge of God elect? But it is God that justifies. We look like we have not sinned in the eyes of God because of the blood of Jesus. It is as if we had not 
sin. We have been redeemed. We have been bought. And now we belong to God. Romans 8.33. Who will bring any charge against you, those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. He sees us as we as if we have not sinned. So we just got to continue to believe that. And we can't look at our past life, our past sins, and continue to beat ourselves down and beat ourselves down and beat ourselves down. When we pray and we ask God to forgive us for our sin, we need to know that God has forgiven us, and we need to walk as if we have been forgiven, not walk with our heads hung down. And we are in right standing with him. We are completely forgiven. So we have to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we holding ourselves back, completely forgiven, justified in the sight of God. The blood of Jesus makes us righteous. We can come to God not on our own merit, but through Jesus. We're not doing any of this stuff on our own. We come through Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We use the word of God. We're coming through him. We can pray in his name. We can access Jesus' power. We, ask, we can access his unlimited power and his resources by using the word of God, by knowing that we have been redeemed, by knowing that we are in the sight of God, it is just as if we had not sinned. That is awesome to know. That is awesome for us to know, awesome for us to understand. So we don't have to continue to look at ourselves and think that I'm not going to ever be anything, but we can be everything with God. We can ask what we want, and God will do it. Righteous prayers are based not on our own righteousness, but on the righteousness of Jesus. When we look at this red cord, we know that it's the blood of Jesus that makes us righteous. When we look at the effective prayers. It's not based on our own authority, but it's based on the word of God. The word of God. We use this green cord to know that it is the word of God that gives us the authority to know that my prayers can and will be answered in Jesus' name. When we look at the white cord, we can know that we have passionate, we have that passion. It's not based on our own comfort, but on the purpose of glorifying God, that when he answers my prayer, I give him the glory. I give him the honor, and I give him the praise. Now, what do we have to do? We take these cords, and we plant them, and we bind them together. Plant them. Braid it together. You braid it together. You put these three cords together. Because 
become fervent, that we become, uh-uh, you didn't threw me off. We become fervent. We will have that passion. We have that righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. And we have the power that we need that whatever prayer we pray in the name of Jesus is going to be answered because we're using the word of God, because we're not going to quit, because we're not going to give up. We're not going to feel like it's not going to happen. And so what we're going to do is we're going to bind it and keep it together by using the, um, the rubber band. It keeps it from unraveling. Because if we don't put a rubber band, if we don't tie it together, if we don't tie it together, it's going to unravel. And it goes right back to what it said. This together is not easily broken. When you bind these three things together, righteousness, effective prayer, fervent prayer, and you bind this all together, it is not easily broken. But if we don't take the time to put a, a, a tie at the end, it, and after a while, it's going to come unraveled. We do not want this to come unraveled. We want to be able to look at this and know that we can keep these three things in mind and be confident that God will answer our prayers. If you ever feel like stick it in your pocket, stick it in your purse, put it in your car, do whatever you're going to do when you get to the point and you feel like my prayer is not going to be answered, look at this string. It's not easily broken. The threefold cord of powerful and effective prayer, it cannot be broken righteousness in Jesus, authority in the word of God, and glorifying God. This is what we need to keep our faith. This is that mustard seed faith. And as we see God moving, because we have this, but as we see God moving, we're not going to give up. Our faith is going to grow because we know the word of God, and we're believing the word of God, and we're not giving up. So don't give up. Be persistent through faith and endurance. We will inherit the promises of God. We will inherit the promises of God. So I thank you. The threefold cord of effective and powerful prayer is righteousness, effective prayers, righteous prayers, effective prayers, and fervent prayers. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. This is a, this should be a symbol that when you get weary, let this be a symbol of when you get tired, that if we continue to have righteous prayers, fervent prayers, effective prayers, they're going to be answered. If we put, if we give God the glory when he blesses us, if we stay in the word and give him his word, if we stay and remember that he sees us as if we have not sinned, our prayers are not going to be hindered. They're going to be answered in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there one who would like to have prayer? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the word, dear God. Hallelujah. A threefold cord of effective and powerful.